Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the CDL Podcast channel. In this episode today, we are going to be going over the matches from the weekend, the major three tournament for the CDL. It was a, a pretty darn good one. We had some crazy runs, crazy storylines. People went in their first event, and overall, a ton of good matches, a lot of good comebacks, storylines, a lot to watch. I had a ton of fun watching really the first event. I was able to you know, capture and watch pretty much all of it for this season, so super fun time with that, and that's pretty much going to be the whole episode we're going to be talking about. Um, outlooks for teams going forward, some history that happened at this event, making a team of the tournament, kind of like a, a team of the week, um, something that we've seen recently on the breakdown. I've had an idea for it forever, and I was like, you know what? They did it. Let's do it. Let's do a team of the tournament. So shout out to those guys for the idea. Um, we're going to be doing that, diving into that, talking about matches and no predictions for this week because we've got uh, about a week and a half off um, before Brock and I head to Madison for the, the matches um, that Minnesota is hosting for their home series event in major three or major four, excuse me. Um, so if you guys enjoy this one, be sure to leave a like comment and subscribe. We had a, a good wave of new people subbing and watching the video in the last one. So still making the push towards a thousand, but we're getting closer and closer. So would appreciate the support. If you guys could support on there. Um, but without further ado, let's, let's jump into it. Brock, how are you doing today? Oh, doing good on this fine Monday. Good, good major three, another different winner. Like yeah, said, said my LEG said? boys cannot pull through again. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, they were going to probably lose anyways, but we can call this a fluke event because of what happened for them. You can just use that excuse. Nobody can question you. Fluke event because of everything Max. that happened. They had to play six players in one series. One of them hasn't played a pro event in five years. Hey, got or any event for one. that matter. <laughs> Anyone a map. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, wild weekend, though. Um yeah, I'm ready to jump into it. Let's talk. We're going to talk like news and stuff uh, around the CDL, some history that happened, then do our team of the tournament. And then we'll go into the the matches from the weekend and talk about the team's placements and stuff. So first, um, Major 3 broke the CDL viewership record with about 335K. Um, obviously, that has to do with Scump's watch party, the regular stream, mm -hmm. like the Zumo watch party, any other you know watch parties that were going on were factored in. Or any at least partnered watch parties, um, but overall wild, uh, crazy to think 335k and like you'd think, oh, you know, most of that scump. But like even when scump had his crazy like 170, like the main CDL stream was still at like well over 100k. Yeah, it was like a 120, 120, and it's could be like 170. Yeah, which is absurd considering you know the title we're playing and the time of year it is typically like. There's a major influx of viewers in like major one finals, like the the opening tournament, and there's then there's a ton of viewers in champs. But the closer you get to the middle of the season, which is basically right now, major three is like the middle. Mm -hmm. And you had like pro am, major two, and then we have four, five, and champs. Like major three is basically the direct center, and that's usually when viewership is it's, um, at its lowest. It's almost like a U shape for viewership. It seems like it's really high, drops off, and then in the middle it is just down, 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 and then kind of goes back up. As we get towards the end of the year, so this ideally is usually the worst time for viewership and CDLs popping and breaking records. That's very good to see, considering the game we're playing. You know, yep. Great viewership <laughs> is not because of the quality of the game that is out. Definitely the players, players, personalities. I would venture to say a lot has to do with ranked play as well. Mm -hmm. Definitely, I mean, you've got you've got guys like Tim the Tatman, Courage, Doctor Disrespect. Um, playing in a squad every day in ranked play, basically. And streaming that, and that is an audience that... I mean, obviously, there's probably some crossover there, but I would venture to say that a lot of Tim 
uh, Tim the Tatman's audience and Dr. Disrespect specifically probably either didn't even know about competitive COD or hadn't played it at all. Courage maybe does, obviously, because his, his background yeah. in COD. So I, w- I would think that maybe he has some some people out there watching him that know about COD. But I'm sure a lot of viewers of Dr. Dis- uh, Dr. Disrespect and Tim and Tatman are only knowing Call of Duty really through Warzone, because that's kind of what those guys are more known for in the Call of Duty scene. Yeah. So I'd venture to say them playing ranked play and getting that exposure out there maybe made a lot of people like be like, oh, yeah, I like playing ranked. Maybe I'll, I'll tune into this COD tournament and get some more viewership. And then obviously scump having a watch party because he's scump helps a lot yes it does also why are they considering the switch to youtube uh, i'm actually like <laughs> probably one of the bigger fans out there of youtube streaming like the quality of it is insane and i also love the fact that it's much easier to pause and then play and come back to or like shoot i want to see that play again let me rewind 20 seconds catch it and then fast forward back i actually love on YouTube, how you can rewind and stuff like that. I think it's like an amazing feature and I personally almost prefer it in that way. It's also easier to access on like a Roku where you have the YouTube Roku app. I want to watch on my TV, but like mm-hmm. yeah. for the for the health of the league, they can't switch to YouTube. It's a short term money grab and you're hurting the long term. Like Twitch is so much better with watch parties and everything. And just like there are more people that watch live like live streams on Twitch than YouTube. YouTube is more of a, you know, VOD platform. Yeah, can't make the switch. Cannot make the switch because I'm doing too good. (laughs) And they might because they're dumb and they want money right away. They want the instant gratification rather than the long term. Yep. (laughs) Um, Talk about the event a little bit, though. Scrappy wins major three MVP. I would say this isn't crazy surprising to me. Obviously, I didn't. Ultra wasn't like the top team I had winning, but it's not like uh, their LAG from major two last year. where I'm completely stunned. Mm-hmm. If you would have told me going into this weekend that Ultra was going to win, I wouldn't have thought I was anything crazy. Uh, I came into the weekend, obviously, I picked Surge. You did as well. Um, a lot of people were thinking, you know, maybe FaZe would take it home, Optic, Thieves, NYSL, which we'll talk about that one. Ultra was right up there, probably in those like top six teams that people thought could take it home realistically. So not shocked. And also, if they win, I would expect Scrappy probably won MVP. So not shocking there, but shout out to Scrappy. Um, winning an event pretty quick into his career, only his third major on a pro team and he's he's got a a chip under his belt he's he's yeah definitely been popping off but all season now he's yeah, got the and, chip and people were saying they couldn't play on land he couldn't play on land well i can't say that anymore because they beat some very good teams yes, on their way to did. this championship they beat uh uh atlanta phases 16 game winning streak on search and optics has optic texas is uh nine win on hardpoint <laughs> yeah and it was also um it was a silo search for the phase one specifically, which they have looked like. I mean, obviously, they've looked dominant on every search map. You don't go on a 16 uh, map win streak without looking dominant. But mm-hmm. this was, you know, you could argue maybe their best map on that run. They were dominant like a BZ. We just owned that middle A site. Uh, and they took them out of that map. Good looks. Um, good looks to see. Also, Hixie wins his first pro event. Everybody talking about this on the timeline has really annoyed me. Um, he wins his first pro event. Like the wording of everything is getting too technical. Like this isn't his first LAN event. He played at multiple events, um, like CWL Birmingham World War II, and then one other one, I believe, um, in BO4. But like the wording is very clear. He was playing on an amateur team at those mm-hmm. events, so they don't count as a pro event, is what they're saying. And then like people are saying, like he's only the second player. Like the CDL literally tweeted today. Did you see this? Uh, I might have. The CDL tweeted a picture 
Only two rookies in COD history have ever won their first pro LAN event attended, and it's a picture of Hixie. And then it's a picture of the Quantic Leverage team with Scump, and it's like saying like Scump's the one. Bobby's in the picture. And they didn't <laughs> even say like that's what uh, Shostin uh, commented. He's like, bro, Bobby is literally in the pick. And then Ake said incorrect three, put some respect on Bob. Um, mm-hmm. And even if they said Bobby, it's not even correct. Uh, I saw a different stat, which I believe is the correct one, um, that says he is the first player since Scump and Bobby to do it. That's true, but also Big T, Rambo, Sharp, and Dodgers. I believe that was uh, COD 4 tournament. Maybe Nats also won their first LAN attended, according to many other sources, and I'm sure there's other ones. Miracles was kind of a debate because he got a top 8 at UMG Chicago, which was like a tiny event um, in Black Ops 2, his first event. That's the I believe that's the Nade Shot Aches Push event. Um, that was technically the first land but it was like a really small land that not everybody was at and then miracles went on to win the next four events like his second third fourth and fifth of his uh career so like kind of a debate with him but i get really annoyed um everybody knows this but i'm like with everything i kind of have always liked history stuff and for sports i like to like you know go back and like look at the history and the same thing with cod i like really appreciate the history of cod and i hate when like aches always talks about it but i hate when they just like try to eliminate the stuff pre-CDL that they don't want to talk about, like the CWL, pre-CWL, that's all COD history as well, not just the CDL era. Yeah, definitely. They just, like, brush it off. Like, we don't need to talk about that or bring that up ever. Yeah, like, this is also, the CDL era is just as much um, of a part of COD history as the pre-CDL era is, because if, I mean, if we're talking, like, just CDL era, like, Scump's not even considered, like, an all-time great, because, you know, he has a few chips here and there and played very well, but doesn't have a ring, you know, Krim, you know, has the one online ring, but you cut out two of his rings. Karma is like a trash player. If we're only talking CDL, because <laughs> he had the one year on surge where he retired midseason and didn't play very well. Like they, yeah. they pick and choose what they want to talk about in history. They even have Bobby in the picture where he won his first event and they just said scump. Yeah, that's not right. <laughs> yeah, that's why I appreciate people like Aix though pointing it out. Cause like that's it's like when you talk about like the NFL saying like pre Super Bowl era. Like it doesn't exist. Like you might not talk about it as much because that's a little different and it wasn't on TV, but it still existed. You can't just cut it out from existence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like stuff that it still happened. Um, but that really annoys me. But shout out to the other guys that also won their first event that the CDL won't talk about. Um, because regardless of what era they played in, it, it's hard to win an event in any era. Um, it's your first. Yeah, first it's line. hard to win an event in any era. You're only obviously like I'm sure guys like uh. The big T Rambo Sharp Dodgers team, if they had to, you know, face up against Atlanta phase, I'm sure they'd get smoked. But in their era, the ceiling was only so high and they were at the top of it. So Yeah. Shout out to those guys. Um a funnier thing from the weekend, Karma in like a drunk uh moment on stream when he was drinking during the the scump watch party continues to talk about how he would love to coach Optic. Dashy was there being like, Yeah, if you want to coach, that's that's Damon, he can coach. Um that's mm-hmm. interesting. Obviously, we know Karma very knowledgeable about the game, but you know, personality-wise, doesn't seem like he would want to be all that committed with that time commitment. Yeah, <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, you know, Karma kind of just seems like a guy that kind of you know fly by the seat of his pants, just having fun. Like, would be locked in when he wanted to be for like matches, but like you know, I could see him just like saying he wanted to coach, then getting in and be like, nah, nah. Yeah, he's, I'm done with this. he's like too laid back. Just wants to do whatever he wants to do. Yeah, I, de- I definitely don't question his ability to coach. Uh, he knows the game probably better than most people. Um, mm-hmm. 
and if he's motivated and really wants to do it, he I'm sure he'd make a hell of a coach. Um, because I do feel like with his personality, he's very likable too. So he could probably get through to players and you know get players to listen to him. And half the battle when you're a coach is honestly having players respect you and listen to you. And I don't think there's any player um, that would play the CDL that wouldn't respect what Karma has to say to them. I mean, he has what they're all chasing. Mm-hmm. Not only yeah. one ring, but three of them. Yeah. Um, so I don't think he'd uh, run into any issues with you know respect um, from the players, but interesting to see uh like how interested he'd actually be considering you know was a a little bit under the influence of some drinks when he was talking about it but he has apparently i don't really watch his stream much but apparently he has said it on stream when just hanging out too that he'd be interested in doing that maybe like a part-time coach (laughs) yeah even something like just consulting like you know checking Mm -hmm. in on scrims the only issue with that is is i feel like it's really tough to like only do it sometimes because like you you can't really see the development of the team and like Maybe one week they're really good at something, and the next week they struggle. And you can, like, if you're not there each day, you can't tell why they're getting better or worse. I feel like kind of either have to be all in or, or not at all. Yeah. So could have been could have had the drinks that I was talking, but <laughs> yeah, he'd make a he'd make a great coach though if he was serious about it. Yeah, definitely. All right, let's talk about team of the tournament. So this is basically, I mean, I think you guys all know um, what this will be. Actually, we have one other thing to talk about that I think we forgot to mention last week before we do this. Brock, you for the first time are the the champion of the Pickums. Oh, that major is three. It doesn't include the um the bracket. I suppose we could go on the CDL website and see who got more points. I think it was a pretty rough bracket for both of us. Um, I, th- I think I looked real quick. I had like eleven points. <laughs> yeah, I'll go. I'll go look at mine quick. Um, but that considering that <laughs> we, our winner for both of us um finished top six, that's tough. Uh, well, mm-hmm. you got eleven points. Yeah. I had 10. <laughs> uh, so I got the top two matches in the winner's bracket, right? And then obviously I picked New York and Optics, so that was wrong. I did get the two of the matches right in loser's bracket, but the issue was I got none of the matches right in the bottom of loser's bracket, so it was just chalked. Um, mm-hmm. and then I had a phase surge final, and neither team was uh, obviously in the final. So overall, pretty chalked bracket for me as well. It, it, it was a rough one. Um, but anyways, you for just like the regular season matches of... Major three did end up winning. Um, it was a little bit of a blowout. I actually had my first negative points week since week one of major one when we didn't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. Never had a negative points week since then, but I had negative four. It was a rough week. I got a lot wrong, and I did pick, uh, was it Toronto? Yeah, I did pick Toronto for the four-pointer to beat London, and they lost. <laughs> um, and they, they lose that match, and then they go on to win the tournament, whatever. But I got negative four. I finished this this stage with my lowest total since major one, which was three and you finished with 10, the second highest score of the year. Second to my 22 for major two. So you won. We got back. a chance to come back now. Cause uh, <laughs> that keeps you alive. Cause if you'd have lost that, it's a technically a best of five series, you know, with five majors. So if you'd have lost that, you're done for you stayed alive. It's two, one. Now I'm in the lead. Mm-hmm. Reverse sweep incoming. Yeah. So you're, you're alive for the reverse sweep. Um, but, now that we, we covered that, we got to talk about team of the tourney. So essentially, I'm sure you guys all know what this is basically like you're not picking necessarily like statistically the best player. It doesn't have to be like this guy had the highest KD of the main AR. So he's my team of the tournament main AR. It's just like, you know, kind of who you felt was the best main AR, best mm-hmm. flex, and then best two SMGs. Maybe your honorable mentions. If you have multiple, you can mention them like guys that you considered um, for each position. The one kind of. Obviously, I looked at some stats, kind of looked at how I thought they played when watching them, their impact on the map, and then I did factor in their placement. Like, 
there are certain guys on in here like Nasty and um, Afro and Asim have some pretty crazy stats from the weekend. But it's tough for me to consider anybody for team of the tournament if they didn't win a series. That's very yeah. tough to do. So my, my criteria was they had to probably have at least one like one series to make it because they had to at least get like top eight of 12 teams. It's pretty tough to say, hey, you got dead last, but you deserve to be in the top four players of the tournament. Yeah, definitely. Um, but let's get into that. Let's start with our main AR. You can say uh, your main AR and your honorable mentions, and then I'll go to mine. I'm curious to see how many players we have similar. Maybe we have the same team. Maybe we have completely different. Uh, I feel like we're going to have the same flex. It's pretty hard not to say uh, that guy, but who's your main AR? Actually, let's start with our flex because I'm, I'm sure we have the same one. It's hard not to say the tournament MVP is on the Scrap, team of the tournament. Scrap-a-doo. Yeah, yeah he kind of has to be. Considering yeah. He's the MVP of the tournament on the winning team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he also fried. yeah he had an incredible event wasn't an undeserved mvp he, he played extremely well his, his splits on his stats um where is it here he had a 1.2 overall 1.11 in hardpoint a, a 1.36 insertion of 1.3 in control and seemed to just yes. come up big in every moment every time it seemed like ultra needed a, a big two or a big three it was scrappy and a kill feed mm-hmm Hundred percent. I think he had like a one point three three in the the final too. Yeah, it was something something pretty damn good. Um, but you know, we come to expect that out of him with how good of a player he's been all year, especially in yeah. his playing. Uh, the only thing I'll say, the only thing negative I'll say about him is, I thought he was talking more trash or just threw some bodies towards the end. Which I yeah, I was. See. <laughs> I was expecting his uh, his post uh, finals interview to be a lot of trash talking, but he took the respect for all. Which you know, I actually don't hate. Um, mm-hmm. I did want to see him talk some talk some trash because you know that's what he's known for. But I actually didn't hate that he kind of came out and showed some respect because it also like you know the act is like good for a while because you know it's good for viewership and even if it's not you know like authentic, it's kind of good like the WWE style of Call of Duty. Yeah. It's kind of good for the act, but I kind of do like that. You know, he won and he was like instead of talking trash, he like. Seemed like he was really reflecting and happy about the moment. So I actually did enjoy seeing him like mm-hmm. super happy and like being respectful of the opponents in that moment. You know, the rest of the time talk trash when you're in the match, talk trash. But I kind of did enjoy, you know, him showing like kind of, you know, more of his real self rather than his like character he plays. Yeah. I did enjoy that aspect. Friend. Scrappy. Um, you got honorable mentions for your flex. Uh, I have two. I don't know if you have any. Uh, well, um, Octane. Even though he didn't Reflect. play the, as many. Oh, enough flex. Yeah, flex. Flex. Uh, Cellium. Yeah. Hard not to say Cell. Um, if it Donnie wasn't Temp. for Scrap winning MVP, you could, yeah, you could argue Cell could have been your, your starting flex, but with Scrap winning MVP, hard to deny him. Yeah, I had, those are the two I had. I had Cell mm-hmm. and Temp. Um, it's hard to say really anybody else even comes close in terms of flexes, though. You know, Awakening. Uh, if we're considering Beans their main AR, Awakening had some really, really good moments in this tournament, but he did have a really rough series on Sunday. So that he probably knocked him out of contention. Yeah. Um, but Selium, I mean, a 1.33, I saw that is his sixth event as the highest KD in the tournament, which passed Scump and puts him behind like Formal and one other player. I can't remember who it is, maybe Simp. Um, I can't remember who it is, but it puts him ahead of Scump now for most tournaments um, as the highest KD at the tournament. Dude had a 1.4 in hardpoint and a 1.73 in search. Yes. And then Donnie Temp, 1.5 in hardpoint on the weekend, and the dude was cooking. Oh, um, he was a catalyst for why, you know, Vegas had a chance to make a Sunday. Mm-hmm. I also, I, I'll, I'll give uh, another honorable, honorable mention. 
Dan Ghosty. He kind of surprised me at moments in time. <laughs> he did that. That's more of an eye test one because overall, you know, stats 0.98, um, basically a 0.98 in every mode, pretty much across the board. Um, mm-hmm. But that's an eye test one. Like, yes, he had a 0.98, but major reason as to why Optic made that run. Like, he he looked rough um, in some of the qualifier matches, not the best in the first match. But then he he did step it up. He had some big maps um that hotel control specifically in the finals mm-hmm. he was clearly the best player on the map yeah um on that one and really propelled optic to, you know at that moment i thought optic was winning when they won that hotel control because that's like maybe ultra strongest map and that put optic up uh two one yeah i really thought that at that moment that optic was winning that series um beating them on arguably their best map, going up 2-1 in the series, going into a Mercado hardpoint that Optic had been so strong at. I thought Optic was going to take the lead 3-1 and then just have to not blow it from that point. Yeah. Um, and Dan Ghost, he stepped up big time in the map. But yeah, yeah I, I would agree. Maybe not stats-wise, but big catalyst, uh, big reason for their run on, uh, on through the loser's bracket. All right. I'll go first for my main AR, I guess, since uh, we kind of just went for that one. Uh, I had Dashy. I think this one's actually pretty clear cut. I actually don't really think you can make an argument for a different player. Um, I don't know if you agreed with that or not. Uh, I see. I had Dashy, but I wanted to go different, so I picked Beans. <laughs> Beans is my honorable mention, so that is fair. He's like the one other guy I mentioned, but I think it's tough to say anybody else than Dashy. There were moments where he was everything in that mm-hmm. London series. Um, maybe the reason why they won, it, it was tough to point otherwise. Yeah, definitely popped off in was it the London like P four? No, not not P four. It was on hotel kitchen. It was on that um, map four Mercado where they looked like they were going to lose and they were in a big deficit. And Dashy was just getting every big kill. Um, finished twenty five and twenty on that map with thirty one hundred damage, almost thirty two hundred damage. And it was like when they were down, it was like every rotation. It was like Dashy would pick up a crucial kill to get the break into the rotation, and then they'd win it. And then they just chained and chained and chained. And he had a one point one five overall highest on the team in that series and um uh 12,400 damage most on his team by like over 2k uh pretty crazy series from him and uh, i don't know overall with the splits dashy stats are always going to look great because you know that's just what he does and it seemed like on sunday he wasn't missing definitely but i did have beans as my honorable mention i I do think that's the one if you would have said anybody else besides him i would have said what are you doing but i do think that's the one fair person that you could say yeah. So either or, yeah. Good old baked beans, and it is. It's it's a fair shout from you too because you know everybody is going to go dashy with the tournament mm-hmm. he had. But beans deserves his love too. He did a couple stinker series, a couple stinker maps for him here. But overall, especially in that first series and winners round one against Optic, he was dominating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Uh, let's go to SMGs. Uh. Let's hear your duo that you got. Uh, then I'll give my duo, and we'll talk about our honorable mentions. My duo is Kleenex and Shotzi. Okay, I have one of those, not the other. I do have um, Kleenex in my honorable mentions, but I have Pred and Shotzi mm-hmm. as my SMG duo. Pred was everything for Seattle in this in this tournament. Uh, he had the control against Phase, where he dropped forty to keep them alive in the series. Um, yeah. Guy was incredible, and honestly, it wasn't for a crazy hip-fire shotgun to the head from Simp, he probably <laughs> would have found himself in um, in winner's Winter finals. Is... Yeah, literal, literal shotgun. 
Yeah, shotgun to the head in bottom orange. Uh, you can't, on can't make it up. <laughs> it was an insane kill, and I he was like weak going in there. Probably only needed to get hit with one or two bullets. Pred knew where he was going. Probably hurt him. And as he's popping daddy, he just hip fires for whatever reason. Pred um, maybe doesn't hear him or whatever. Doesn't pre aim him, but Pred gets that kill. I uh, think Seattle's on to winners final, mm. um, and maybe a whole different tournament then. But yeah. Pred on the weekend. Um, where is it here? He finished with a what was it? One point finished with a one point two five, one point one eight in hard point, one point four in search, and a one point three in control. Um, dude was uh, out of this world. And then Shotzi, Shotzi was around a one point one, but I think everybody knows in that losers bracket run, it's especially a lot of Sunday. He was just flying around the map, so decisive. It was having so much impact on what Optic was able to do. Especially he in that phase series. He was just flying. Like he wasn't putting up crazy, crazy numbers a lot of the maps. He was, you know, having good maps numbers yeah. wise, but just the impact he was having, he was so annoying. The one map that he was bad on though, that hydro in the in the final. Yeah. Dude, like you keep getting killed in the water, you know, stop swimming for once. Too much swimming. <laughs> he was trying he was trying to too much in that in that hydro in the final. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. But on the Mercado but P the warehouse, he he broke it by himself basically. Yeah, and he was just doing that all weekend. It was like he would get one and he would just disappear. And it's like, where's Shotzi? They're counting for Shotzi. And it would allow other people, you know, to move up on the map, get in a position, get a kill. Shotzi's impact was unreal. So, um, yeah. you said Kleenex. <clears throat> so, I had Kleenex on my honorable mention. He was just a little bit too inconsistent compared to Shotzi and, uh, and Pred, which is why I had him um, had him there. My other honorable mentions, Simp and Abizi. I thought they were incredible all weekend. I had a rough Sunday that makes their stats look a little bit worse than they actually were. Mm-hmm. But those two were. They were unreal Thursday um, and Saturday on their way to winner's final before they kind of bottomed out on Sunday. But yeah, I, I had the Tiny Terrors and Kleenex as my honorable mention. You want to talk about your two guys while you had uh, Kleenex and Shotzi up there and honorable mentions you had? Yeah. Um, Kleenex and well, Shotzi, the eyeball test. Every time I see him, he's doing everything for his team, mm-hmm. especially especially in the final. Not not the final, though, the phase series. Cooking, cooking, simply a busy. I said forty on that one map. Whatever the map was. Yeah. Yep. And for clinics, I picked clinics since he. I, I, I was gonna. I was thinking about Preds, but we we all know how good Pred is. But and so in clinics, won his first land event, so I picked clinics. And he also was doing pretty pretty good for the most part during the weekend. Okay, yeah. I I mean, it's definitely a fair shout. It's not an outrageous one. I instantly put him on my um, honorable mentions. He also has uh, something that only one other SMG has in the weekend, and that's the championship from the weekend. Mm-hmm. So that's also a pretty big factor um, in terms of becoming team of the tournament. But uh, I think both these rosters would be uh, pretty disgusting if they had to compete. Dashy, Scrap, Pred, and Shotzi. Um, the roster I had, yours was what? Bean Scrap, um, Kleenex, and Shotzi. Also, would be a pretty disgusting roster. Uh, yeah. These guys well, all played extremely well. Went a little different, but that's all good. Yeah. I mean, they're all players that were fair. They're all in my honorable mentions. Um, I went a little bit more chalk with it, but I mean, they were all fair players. They weren't anything outrageous, I would say. I don't think anybody would think they're outrageous. Although, some of the Optic fans out there aren't too happy with Beans. They might disagree with you on that. <laughs> uh, yeah. I got one more honorable mention. Uh, Marky B. Uh, foot yeah. player. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I thought you were gonna say Doug for finishing top three. Oh man, Doug should have won it. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of that, we got a new strat for uh, Fortress Search. Doug just jump across front, uh, closed door, 
and then climb up the stairs, plant front side, then flip the map back. Mm-hmm. Play like P five. That's that's a heck of a. I I took some mental notes on that play, and I'm going to be using that in ranked. Um, that was that was a good play because the other team was just like they were like they were like kind of like what what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, I, I saw a lot of that in this. I saw um, who was it this weekend? Was it Boston against what? Did Boston and Optic play a Silo search? I can't remember who it was. I, I can't remember who it was, but whoever it was, they were basically like hitting four hitting A on a Silo. It was Boston. Yeah, I think it was Boston too. They were four hitting uh, A search on a Silo. Basically, like they knew where somebody was going to be playing or they knew somebody was going to be playing close. The second they got that blood, they hit that B alley, dashed out through the control point and just instantly hit B and planted. It was like they got the kill on A, pop daddy make you think they're still on a you know working a plant and everything you know working their setup and then they were gone they're on b and it took so long for the other team to rotate since they were at a and it was just it's a great strat and the doug strat where he's planning for front flipping the map on its head and you know getting creative that was a uh, good mm-hmm. but yeah marky b um guy won an event or uh, not an event guy won a map at an event for the first time in five years you know coming in cold he even went uh 13 and 13 on the control so shout out to marky b Good composure out of Rocky B. The search, search before he dropped the donut, but tough to go in cold on a search. Yeah. You know what the funny thing is? There's probably so many people watching that were like, who even is Marky B? They don't even know that he used to be the he used to be that dude in the EU back in the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He used to be that guy. Definitely. Um all right. Let's do the last part of the pod here. It seems weird that we're talking about the last part of the pod. We're about a half an hour in, but I don't know how long this is gonna take. We're going to just go team by team, starting from kind of the teams that finished last to the teams that finished first. So obviously, we talked a little bit more about those top teams recently. Um, let's talk about some of the bottom teams. Going to kind of talk about their weekend, how it went wrong. Obviously, the bottom teams, maybe not as much uh, of their match this weekend because they only had basically the one or two matches, depending on if they were bounced um, from losers round one, like Ravens and Rocker, or if they played two matches like LAG mm-hmm. and NYSL. Talk about their outlook going forward. What's got to happen? You know, was it a, a fluke weekend? Is a change needed? Um, for a team like LAG, I don't even know if they'll make a change. But let's start with uh, probably the team that most people are talking about that dropped out in top 12, and that's NYSL. Definitely, I don't think you can even debate of these four teams, the most shocking team mm-hmm. that we have here. Um, a lot of people were thinking they were making a run. I mean, I had them, what, uh, finishing second? Third, third. Yeah, I think I had them finishing third. Top four. (laughs) Yeah, I had them finishing third. I would say most people had them finishing probably at least at the very least top six. Yeah, Um, probably most people top four. They had a tough first, uh, a tough first matchup playing Toronto. So I think that's why some people might have them like at top six. But I would say most people had them at at least top six, if not top four, better. Um, Probably a decent amount of people picked them to win the event. Even. Yeah. Seemed like a very good team, but they bottomed out. Uh, what do you think went wrong? It's, it's a little alarming that they went from first to, you know, now a, a top eight and a top 12. Like, you know, the after, you know, the top eight, we were like, yeah, rough travel day. You know, maybe that was it for them. But, you know, that now marks two tournaments in a row with very underwhelming performances from them. Yeah, I know. Um, lazy. I don't think want to say lazy. Bad practice. But... It's tough, though. Yeah, it could be. It's like. I don't know, like, since they won so early, it's just, like, they, like, kind of, they laid laid off the gas and just, like, can't recover. I think they had the classic optic where they they win the first event and then maybe foot off the gas a little bit. Yeah. I feel like not as hungry as well since they won already. Yeah, and that's obviously all speculation because we're not in their um, 
practice seeing every day if they actually did that. But, you know, it's tough, especially with the way they lose to Florida is specifically alarming to me. Um, they lost two hard points to Florida. And this New York team is a team I view that should be winning a majority of their hard points, especially against a team like Florida. Yeah, definitely, since they got more talent. <laughs> yeah, they should talent to Florida. I actually have been one of the people that I'm, I think I'm one of the stronger Florida supporters. I still really like this Florida roster, and we'll talk about them um, mm-hmm. in a little bit. But New York, you can't be losing two hard points um, to Mutineers. I'll give them a little bit of a pass. You know, Ultra Series, they played it tough. They win a very close hard point where they almost choked. They almost choked a massive lead on the map one hard point. Lose the search and destroy, you know, whatever, you know, lose three straight maps after that. But they were some some overall pretty tight maps. Um, but man, it's uh, it's tough. I'll give them a pass for that Toronto one, like I said. But losing to Florida and you're a potential favorite, it, it's a tough weekend. Uh, I don't think that any changes need to be made. Obviously, I still think this team has high potential, but we got to figure something out in practice. What's going wrong when we get to land? Um, mm-hmm. We're able to make winners bracket, and something just isn't right online. Clearly, yeah. since that first event, obviously, yeah, two tournaments now. Hopefully, they can get get it together because you know I want, we want to see Hydra back up top. Yeah, and this team is very entertaining, and I still think has the makings to be a team that come champs time on Sunday they're sitting there um, with a chance to win it, or you know they're sitting there top four at champs. I wouldn't be shocked, but. Yeah. Not a good trajectory they're on, especially because we know what happened with this team last year, how they crumbled team chemistry-wise on the stretch. It's scary to think that mm-hmm. um, they're kind of on the same trajectory, but hopefully they're a little little closer and can overcome that. But move on to our next team. Um, let's go to London Royal Ravens. As odd as this sounds, they maybe had a better performance this weekend than I expected. Uh, Yes. I mean, they finished last. They didn't win a single series, but like, <laughs> like tough. their expectations are that low that I'm like, they fought against Optic very, very well. And to be honest with you, they probably should have beaten Optic. I felt mm-hmm. like for a majority of the series, I mean, they, they come out, they win map one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Optic wins a close search map two. Ravens take the control and then had a big lead in map four and then had a 3-0 lead in game five. Ooh. Ravens probably should have taken this series, honestly, 3-1. And then they probably should have taken it uh, 3-2 because they got up 3-0 on the search and then ended up uh, losing six of the next seven rounds to lose the map. Jeez. So it could be a whole different series. Whole different I mean, a whole tournament. different tournament. If Optic, if Optic bows out dead last, who the heck knows how this shakes up because Optic obviously ends up making a run all the way to finals. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to say London would have taken their place and made the run to finals, but crazy to think that, you know, this tournament completely changes if Optic misses out on even losers round two. Mm-hmm. Would you say they played on the, the Ravens played on the toughest in the loser bracket run? I mean, it's probably fair to say. Uh, just like taking a look to job. I remember here at the bracket, like, they had a very tough time with Ravens. Um, they handled Mutineers pretty good. Surge had some tight maps, but you know they they handled them. Um, uh, Breach they handled them pretty good with that dominant uh, couple hard points. Phase you know they handled pretty good with the the hundred point club hard point. Yeah, in the losers bracket, obviously Toronto beats them, but in the losers bracket, yeah, London probably did give them the toughest run, and they played teams like Boston, Phase, and Surge. Yeah, man. But London in terms of is- London, like. I don't know. I don't have much hope for this team going forward. They're they're not going to qualify for champs, and they're probably not going to make any more roster changes because they're a low spender. So, 
we're getting to the point of the season where it's probably time to, you know, not talk about London that much because they're just probably not going to do a whole lot more. Free my boy, Asim. Nasty played very well this weekend, too. So shout out to Nasty. Yeah, yes, and Scraps, he, he had some some good pop-up moments. Like, this team has talent. Like, mm-hmm. Asim, Nasty, Scraps. Um, Paul is okay. I just don't like him in the sub role as much. Yeah. But, you know, if London can, you know, re-sign Nasty, if they can finally get a decent team around him, he, he does have some potential to, you know, make some noise. I like Nasty. He seems to be developing more. And, you know, this, this flex role maybe suits him more. Yeah, I think it is. They, they showed some progress, but it's just it's going to be too little, too late. So it's not going to be enough. I, I can't see them doing much more. I I would expect them to have another top 12 finish the next major. Yeah. I don't think they're going to make any changes unless it's like a random substitute in or something. Mm-hmm. Let's say put uh, Trey back in. Yeah, as, as a sub. He's done it before, but yeah, I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, let's go to Rocker. Jeez. Uh, rough man it's rough i don't know how much worse it could get rocker uh don't win a map this weekend obviously only get to play one series but get three owed by la thieves i would say they blew their chance at this series um early on in that hp they had a lead and if they're able to take that map one uh, and they had the rotation it was on uh hydro they had the rotation to p2 where the, the map finished out um had the rotation, could have easily closed it out there. Don't close it out, lose the map, and then from there they get kind of rolled in search and uh, control. Yeah, I feel like they were checked up to the kind of the troll job, P2, Hardpoint, and Hydro. Yeah, I mean, is it time to blow it up? They didn't win a series. They didn't win a series online or on LAN. Something. Something's got to give. <laughs> this entire tournament. I feel like it's time to blow it up, but will they? Is the real question. <laughs> yeah, it's a... It's, uh... Interesting, to say the least. Uh, mm-hmm. Probably tend to blow it up, I would say. But I guess you never know. Um, they yeah. might not do it because they do have a lot of uh, money invested in this roster. We know that. Maybe they'll try to do like a, a roll swap. You know, I don't know, if you know what they would do really. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what they do. What that really the only you're not taking Afro off a sub. Um, you're not putting Cami to a sub off the flex. I mean. Attached technically has been a sub in the past, but that won't fix their pacing issues. And I don't, I don't really want Bance on a main AR or anything. So yeah, you don't really have role swaps you can make oh. <laughs> on the team, in my opinion. Um, otherwise, what you shoot? I don't know. You maybe bring in like fame. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they have to blow up the coaching staff. I mean that. I actually don't think Looney needs to go. Brian Saint got to go. Been the coach in MW. You've won the one event, and it was uh, because you had the most insane comeback of all time. Mm-hmm. The the 4-0 reverse sweep. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's that's got to happen. There's no doubt about that. Um, maybe you bring in fame from your challengers roster for Bance. Um, their ARs on their challengers roster are Pander and God RX, two very underrated players. People hear those names, and they're like, older players, they suck. Not true. They're good players. Um, yeah. I just don't know if either of those guys are the solution, especially because... Pander, I think, can speed it up, but God RX from every time I've watched him has been a little bit slower of a player. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they need anybody slower on this team. They need more pace. <laughs> yeah, so, so that's the one thing I could see. Maybe you bring in fame for Bance, because you know, Bance is a very good player uh, and brings his own stuff to the team, but he's not incredibly fast. I think this team just needs somebody with Afro to just go get in your face and open the map up for their ARs. Maybe fame could just come in and, and play a little faster. I don't know. 
maybe Real. I don't really know. Yeah, fame most likely. Just try him out yeah. on the qualifiers. See how it works. Yeah, I mean, it, it quite literally can't get worse than what this last stage was. They didn't win a single series. Yeah, so it can't get worse. <laughs> like, you try it out. Try out fame. Try out Real. See which one fits better with Afro. Try Afro. Out. You know, <laughs> it's hard to to get rid of Afro, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I agree. Let's talk LAG. Uh, well, I, I guess going forward for Rocker, I want to talk about this more when we get to Vegas. But going forward for Rocker, with them getting no points this stage, they're in eighth place still, hanging on to that eighth spot for champs at 110 points. But now knocking on the door behind them is the Legion at 90. Oh, you get 10 points per win. Legion are right there, and with the way Rocker's playing, it looks like they're knocking the door. Below that, though, LAG and Florida are both at 70, and then London's at 50. It's almost safe to say those three are eliminated, I would say. As bad as that sounds. I mean, in order to pass the 8th place team currently, LAG and Florida both have to win five matches. And there's, what, two stages left? I don't know if they can win five matches in two stages total. <laughs> then you go in three and two and two and three. Those are solid finishes. That's a winner's bracket twice. Yeah. Um, or going five and a one qualifier. I don't know if they can do that. I think Vegas might be the only team within striking distance. Um, which sucks because you don't want to have every champs team determined going into the final event. It's not as fun. Mm-hmm. But yeah, knows, maybe a miracle happen. Rocker probably need to blow it up a little bit, at least make uh, one change in the sub department and see what they can do. Our other team that finished last don't have too much to say about them because it was just an odd event for them. That's LAG. Um, if you pull up the breaking point stats, it's going to be one of the weirdest stats you've ever, or matches you've ever looked at against Vegas because, uh, there's six players on there. Um, Smart had to sub in for a map. Mark E.B. played a couple maps. Nobody is green. Everybody's red. They all went negative uh, overall. Yeah. Uh, Temp just dominated them the series. LAG just... I don't have too much to say. Obviously, we know this roster is not the greatest. Um, I actually don't think that it's terrible, though. Like, Exceed impressed me this weekend. He played well in that series. Um, I thought yeah. overall, given the circumstances. And Joe Deceives thought he played decent as well. Um, I think they have something in that sub duo, but it just doesn't even matter because we can't talk about going forward because the organization's disbanding. Yeah. That's so you so- can't really talk about their future. This team's okay, but they're pretty chalked and they don't have anybody to pick up new players because they don't have an org. Yeah, so they're just kind of stuck for the time for the rest of the yeah. season. So they're basically just a chalk team for the rest of the season. Yeah, which is unlucky, but stuff happens. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Moving on to our top eight, got Mutineers first. Uh, Mutineers and Thieves are the two teams. Talk about Mutineers. Um, I thought this wasn't a terrible weekend for Mutineers. They showed me something I wanted to see. I think they're a decent team. Like I said, probably too far out to get in right now. They're down 40 points um, from Minnesota for that last spot with a couple majors to play. It would probably take them getting multiple top six, top four finishes and very good qualifiers to get in there. Probably like three and two or better and the last two qualifiers as long as like at least a top six finish at the majors would probably get them in Um, Mm -hmm. but you know they do take out subliners an impressive team to beat and they didn't have the worst series they fought back against optic but lost so they got a tough draw playing subliners and optic yeah Um, but still they beat subliners they looked better i i'd say this florida team i'll look for me as positive they might have dug themselves too deep of a hole with the early roster but i'd say overall for me that looks positive because this is the I think this Florida team has a higher ceiling than I've felt like the rest of the year prior. Yeah, definitely the players are have a higher ceiling. 
Yeah, like, you know, Capsule and Havoc can have pop-off maps for you, and when you maps fellow um, very good steady player in Brack can have his pop-off moments, but steady, I still feel like they just had, a, like, a higher level main AR. Potentially, yeah. Maybe I would like this team a little more. Maybe they should have picked up Krim in the offseason when you potentially want to go there. Uh, I think Krim could be very interesting in this team with fellow Cap and... Um, Fellow Cap and Havoc, I think, could be very interesting, but uh, that's obviously not a thing because Crim's retired. But yeah. Juniors, I think overall, looking forward, they might be in too deep of a hole, but I do like this team. I, I think they have potential to maybe crack a top six going forward. Yep, I agree with that. Okay, Thieves, get off the positive note here. Negative event for Thieves. See, uh, a top eight is not good enough for this roster. No, it is looking to compete it for is chips. Not. Um, what went wrong for him this weekend? Um, base series. Yeah, that was a tough way to start an event. I would agree. Tough way to get three out like that. Yeah, Especially I will first, say though they did have. Close. Yeah, they did have the ultimate chance to regain though, considering they got to bounce down and play the coldest team on earth, Rocker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then they lose to Legion. It was like demoralize two demoralizing losses for phase or for thieves. Yeah, definitely, definitely should have. Uh... Especially the the Vegas series, you can't give up a two hundred point lead. Basically, yeah. What was it like? Almost two ten to sixty, basically. Yeah, two ten to sixty, and they just somehow just troll out that many points away. <laughs> yeah, for a world championship team, um, they, they pretty much after that they're chalked because I'd be chalked after that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think their whole weekend was basically chalked from the moment they lost to Phase in the fashion they did. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. losing to FaZe is one thing, they're a great team, but losing in the fashion they did, they were dominated. Yeah, they got six out and three out in control. Yeah, and they were quick. It wasn't a, a bunch of close that search and destroy was one of the most dominant search and destroys I can remember in recent memory. That was not like a man, these just keep losing their ones yeah. in that search. Like they got roll. I mean, like look at the KDs in the series. Slasher had a one. Um Abizi was third on his team with a one point four one. Yeah. Sam had a 1.44. Cell had a 1.63. Octane led Thieves with a 0.84. Octane, or, yeah, Octane had 5,200 damage. Second highest in his team. Would have been the lowest on phase. Um, mm-hmm. Jesus. No, I just... The hard point just, was close, but yeah. Absolutely horrible. And, I mean, round count over the control and the surge, like you said, 9-0 to phase. As mm-hmm. low as it can be, um, I'm not really that worried going forward. Though this Thieves team, like as bad as it sounds, like we've seen them struggle before last year. You know they always came out um, towards the end of the year and played very well. But it's a little bit concerning to see them struggle so bad against Phase because like you only have so much time to catch up. I still do have faith in them, but yeah, I feel like sometimes we're also even putting maybe a little bit too much faith in them because they do have that World Championship. It's like you know they'll figure it out, but. Sometimes teams don't figure it out, so I'm like slightly worried about them, but you know, no reason to make a roster change or anything crazy like that. Like, you got great chemistry. Keep grinding at it, but I'm going to need to see something like a top four or better out of them in major four, or I'm going to really be worried. I'm sure sure they'll be more hungrier next next major. Yeah. Yep, I agree. Yeah, and they just have like the mental block, I feel like, on phase right now. Like, like Optic does for phase. Which is weird, though, because they, they kind of beat him up at the end of last year, um, especially it is. in the Champs final. Yeah, is, I don't know. This game suits 
Tiny Tears better. They like the game. <laughs> yeah, so. All right. Our top six, our two teams have finished top six. Legion and Surge. Legion, good weekend from them. Um, this is where I have a bone to pick with the, the way the league is formatted, though. So Legion went two and three in the online qualifiers. Didn't play all that great. Got 20 points for it, you know, for the two wins. Mm-hmm. They finished top six at the major. Had a crazy good series against Thieves. You know, they won that series against LAG, whatever. Um, ended up getting kind of dominated by Boston. But, you know, had a good series against Thieves. Make it all the way to top six. And they also get 20 points for that. I feel like getting top six on land and winning two matches should get you more points than getting two wins online. I get the philosophy you need to make online matches matter. Um, so if they're worth like a complete fraction of uh, what the land matches are, you know, maybe people won't try as hard in them. I, I do get all that, but yikes. It seems weird that they won two matches on land and that counted for the same amount as two matches online did. Yeah. And you know, everyone, yeah. Maybe land point. I don't know. They'll do it, but maybe land should be like double the points of online. But then, like, yeah, I could. Them. I mean, I could definitely see something like that happening. Um, I still wish they would do my thing that I want to do. I think it, like if you win an event, it should be an automatic champs bid. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the only reason I don't like it is because like you could see a team like LAG win like major two and then not even have close to the same roster at the end. Yeah. So they would have to do something like your automatic champs bid only applies if you have three of the four players on the roster or something. Okay. Come, yeah. come champs time. But like, I think that would always make the last event more interesting. Cause I don't know if you remember like in cold war when surge was horrible all year online with like the octane gunless classic, like that roster. Um, yeah. But then all of a sudden at the end of the year, like at the major, they started to play really well on land. They made a run. They were like pushing for top four. I think the last tournament would be so much more exciting if you had like, any team can technically still make champs if you win this event. Like it keeps teams trying to the end, yeah. knowing that even if you have never won a match all year, technically if you roll up to the last event and you win, you're going to champs, um, something like that. But that's a format talk for a different day. Yeah, I, I, I think it's like top like I don't know, like top six and above gets like an extra bonus points for, for placing. Yeah, something to incentivize land more than online. Obviously, you do get incentivized to win the tournament. That's going to go a long yeah. ways, but. We saw a team LAG win a tournament last year and they didn't even make champs. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> the miracle run. <laughs> yeah. So Legion though, this weekend, overall, I'm pretty impressed with them. Uh they looked very good against Thieves. That LAG series, like I said, kind of whatever. But Legion, you know, they continue to show that they're they're not a team that can just be ran over. Solid mm-hmm. team. Uh and I do think they have a realistic possibility now that they could make champs only twenty points behind eighth place, and the eighth place team is currently struggling immensely. I mean I don't think they're going to be able to jump any higher than eighth, really, because I think FaZe and uh, Toronto, who are one and two, are going to continue to climb. They, uh, Optics three, they're not going to catch them. They're not going to catch New York at four. They won't catch Thieves at five. Highly doubt they even catch Boston, who they're 50 points behind. Highly doubt they catch Surge, who they're 40 points behind. And then it's Rocker, who they're 20 points behind. I don't think that Vegas will get much higher than eight, but I, I do think they have a realistic world where they can get to eight. Seems like FaZe is most likely to get the one seat again for the millionth time, and I would be drooling over a chance to have a Vegas phase round one where just like screaming my head off for Vegas to somehow upset the team that makes finals every year of the CDL mm-hmm. in round one. It would just be fun. Probably get smoked, be. but it'd be fun. At this point yeah. right now, I'd much rather see Vegas playing as the eight seed than Minnesota. Just with yeah. the way they're playing. Mm-hmm. Even though I do think Minnesota is more talented, but right now, not so much. Yeah. Are uh, there six uh, uh, team? Oh, where are you going to say? Go ahead. I was going to say, and uh, shout out to real, you know? 
Yeah, I played, played, forgot that played pretty right. damn good from from what I last saw in Florida. <laughs> yeah, I mean, compared to what we had uh, last seen of him, he he did have pretty good event. I wonder what his splits were in this event, but yeah, I mean, I test wise too real. Uh, I came in with expectations couldn't be lower, and he, I actually like came out and I was like, you know, too real. He had a pretty good event, like pretty mm-hmm. good player. Shocker, Clay kind of knows what he's doing in terms of uh, valuation. Um, too real didn't have yep. anything crazy <laughs> overall. If you look at his stats, he had a point eight one. Um, 0.94 in hard point, 0.78 in search, and a 0.55 in control. Really struggled in control, but like once again, this was like an eye test thing. We didn't say he played incredible, and his stats would you know tell you that he played horrible. Um, but you, you could tell like he was making impactful plays in the map. He had some nice plays in search to destroy. He popped a couple big pieces, you know, on some. Uh, He's shooting uh, some maps. Yeah, on some hard points. And like I bet you if you go and break down his, his stats by match, I bet you his KD is extremely affected by that Boston match. Because they only played three matches. Um yeah. like in the LAG series, he had a point eight six. Um and the rest of his team was fine. It's hard to get much better than that when you have one of your teammates at a one point eight um yep. in temp. And then in that series versus Thieves, Two Real had a point nine six. So yeah. I mean, if you average it out, it's this isn't exactly how math works, but it was a he had about a point nine for the first two series, roughly. Um, yep. And then that last series against Boston, where is it? He had a point five eight. Yeah, so that series against Boston really dragged his KD down mm-hmm. on the weekend. Overall, if you take that out. He had more around a point nine. It was he was impressive though. He he was not insane by any means, but he he looked like a, he could be a player on a winning team. Yeah, definitely. He was not the point two real from florida yeah that's for sure um surge brock as weird as it sounds i feel like i should be really disappointed because i finished or i picked them to, to finish the event in first but like it wasn't the worst Man. event from them mm-hmm. like, no, they wasn't. keep it very close first gorillas um and then they should have beat face yeah they go down too old they set up the map five round 11 if Pred picks up a kill that he probably gets 99 times out of 100 on Simp Bottom Orange, they win that map. They're in winner's uh, finals against Ultra, and you never know what happens from there on out. But they probably lose composure, and then they just happen to drop down to the loser's bracket where they're playing uh, an Optic team coming in hot. hot. They were yeah. hot that day. Yeah. Yeah. I was just so super lucky the game five of phase Simp gets to two piece off Ripper, then. Oh, man. Yeah. And it's just but- like they played like. They played a badge. So you got little shotgunned. <laughs> yeah, and like it's COD. You know what? Sometimes at the end of the day, you're gonna get a top six finish where you're gonna lose two really tough matches. You're gonna lose mm-hmm. in the winners bracket, and you're gonna lose in the losers bracket, and just two really tough matches against good teams. And that's really what I think happened. They played a great phase team. That, by the way, those first two matches, like phase and that match against Thieves, and then in the early on in the match against uh, Surge, looked like they were literally not gonna lose a map the entire weekend. They looked unreal early on in the tournament, and you know what? Surge comes out, and they play that face team. They take them to a game five round 11. If they win that, you never know. Maybe they win the tournament. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe they beat Ultra in winner's final, and they win the tournament. There's a there's a realistic possibility that that happens, and then they just so happen to fall down into losers, and instead of you know getting blessed like Boston did when they fell in and got to play Vegas, uh, Surge had to play a red-hot optic. Yeah, and yeah. The mom- momentum was gone with them. That's what I'd say. I'd say overall... They were just a play or two away from potentially winning this event, and it just it just didn't go their way. And you know what? 
that's kind of cod, I guess. That's cod in a nutshell. Sometimes it's just a player two doesn't go your way and it causes you to lose. Yeah, and yeah. other players played decent for the most part besides probably like last map. Yeah, I'm and actually had a decent event uh, mm-hmm. overall. He had a lot of maps where I was like, man, he's he's playing all right, which he's the yep. guy that gets a lot of the the flack for them. Uh, yep. I will say I want to say I have full confidence in them going forward because I like this team. But you know, with the way that they are a roller coaster. I wouldn't be surprised if they just all of a sudden came out and went 0 and 5 in a stage or something because that's just what yeah. they do. 12 places, this major. <laughs> yeah, but I, I do think they'll be fine going forward. Yep. Uh, let's, let's, we kind of already talked about the top four a lot, so we'll kind of go through them pretty fast. But Boston finished fourth. I'd say very successful weekend for them. Beans, first event, first uh, land yep. event with this team. Come out, finish top four. Um, once again, we had to say it for the other team. So, Talk about the the world where Breach made winners final as well. They forced the map five versus Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a world they close out that map five, and all of a sudden they're in winners final, um, guaranteed top two. You never know. Yeah, uh, or literally. guaranteed top three. I mean, you never know. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. literally never. You know, never know. One play here, one play there, goes the right way. Breach could be winning the tournament. Yeah, and they smoke optic. And the first series uh, on the winner side of things, like mm-hmm. I said, lose that tight one to Ultra, then beat Legion, lose to Optic. So you know it's a little concerning that you know they only beat Optic and um, and Legion this weekend. They did lose to Ultra and then Optic again when they played them. So you know besides the you know the good early win against Optic that was cold, yeah, and maybe not in the form we saw them. They only did beat Legion, so maybe that's a little concerning. Like I could see where the narrative of a little bit of a fluke event could come from. But I do think that this team looks a little better with Beans than they did with Zinni. Um, seems to have a higher upside in terms of slaying and search and destroy. So I do like this Boston team going forward. I don't know that I see them repeating a top four finish, but I could see top six or better, you know, in their future going forward. Yeah, there's a, there's a good middle ground team. Top five, yeah. top six, like always. On the right day, can beat a top team. On the wrong day, could lose to a lower team and finish top eight or something. Yeah, literally. Tell her, like... Uh, you mean last year? Literally every that's how they were. <laughs> yeah, they just couldn't beat top teams last year. Yeah, it's like the, they all couldn't play the as like their best on the same on the same day. Yeah, when it when it mattered. Um, our third place team though, phase. I don't have much to say about this team besides I thought they were literally about to have one of the craziest dominant tournaments in uh, CDL history when they destroyed phase and then started up two zero on surge and were dominating them. I was like, this phase team is about to run and like not drop a map on Route Two mm-hmm. Championship. Mm-hmm. And then almost get reversed up by Surge, get 3-1 by Ultra, um, and then lose to Optic, which Optic really has his team's number, man. Yeah, it just every, no matter what the roster, Optic has their number. The mental yeah. block is crazy. But FaZe, you know, a little bit of another collapse on Sunday. It's just so interesting to see and maybe dive into why this team collapsed on Sunday. They made a roster change and didn't collapse last time, but that's... Two, I believe that's the same as Major One, where they were in winners final, lost winners final, and lost losers final immediately after. Yeah, where they were mm-hmm. in a position, chance to go to the final in winners final, and they didn't even end up making it. They lost back to back matches. Um, but once again, still we're saying you know they crumbled or whatever. But once again, there they are in winners final. Um, you know, chance to to make some noise, get something done, and it is always phase that just finds a way. Yeah. Find a way to just be there on Sunday in a position, maybe the favorite to win championship. Don't get it done this time, but going to go out on a limb and say we're probably going to see FaZe get another top three or better at the next event. Going yeah. forward, I feel still very good about this team. They're still a good damn good-ass team. 
yeah, still like if I had you know to absolutely pick one team to win the next event and uh, life on the line, I'm still probably going for Phase because they're probably the most likely to at least have a chance to be there in the final. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even Definitely. with Ultra winning this event, I still would have more faith in Phase making it back to another final before Ultra. As weird as that sounds, yeah, Austin Slash will we'll get them right. Yeah, uh, these last two teams, honestly, we don't really need to talk about them that much because we focus a lot on Ultra specifically since they won the event early on. But Optic finished second. We talked about a little bit when we talked about London, but what an interesting event for Optic. They get smoked by Boston. Probably should have lost to London, and imagine the conversations we'd be having now. They got good. 3-0'd by Boston and 3-1'd by London. Go 1-6 and six map count on the event, and they finish 12th. Um, mm-hmm. Conversations would be crazy. Instead, they go on a pretty crazy run. They beat London in a very tight match, and they beat a Florida team who was just coming off a good win, beat a very good surge team that was in form, um, beat a good Boston team that dominated them earlier in the event, then beat FaZe, and then play a very tight final against Ultra, but fall short. Um, I'd say Dan Gosey maybe saved his career this weekend. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he wasn't really playing the best, and they get 3 0 All of a sudden, if you get double first round, it's looking rough for you, but then he plays very well on route to a crazy run to the finals. Yeah, definitely. I almost had like the L- LAG. Yeah, LAG from last year type run. Yeah, where like new player kind of comes in. A little different, but yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Dan Gosey, you know, he's doing his thing, turn, turned on uh, Insight in the final. Yeah, uh, that that early round in search you're talking about, yeah, yeah. Also, good teammate from what I hear. Just lets players do what they want, and he'll just be the gap filler. Yeah, comms sounded very good as well from him. Mm-hmm. Like he was communicating what he was doing, what he wanted the team to do very well. Kind of took a little bit of a leadership role in the comms. Um, one thing I'll say, I'm a little cautious about this because you know teams can get hot and lose his runs. They still got smoked by Boston. They beat very good teams on route, but. Some something like this optic team, no matter what the rosters, they just like always seem to struggle in winners bracket. Like they put themselves in this bad position where they like are in losers run, uh, losers won all the time. Yeah, something's got to change. Like you can't always have to make a miraculous run to get to top four and get to Sunday. Like sometimes mm. just make a winners final. Like come on. <laughs> yeah, let's see. Let's see. Uh, do a phase. Let's do them a phase. You know, winners, winners, winners final. I guess maybe they play better with their backs against the wall, but like, come on. Yeah. But like, I'm, yeah, I'm a little worried that maybe I'm a little worried that maybe it could have been a hot streak because they hadn't looked that consistent or great with this roster since. So I'm a little worried it could be a hot streak, but at the same time, it's still a team with Dashi uh, and Shotzi on it. So like mm-hmm. pretty hard to not have at least a little bit of faith in that team. Yep. Because those are some talented dudes. And, and Kyler played very well at times this weekend too. Kyler early on in that final, especially was peacing. I was playing like they don't want to give him a spot up next year. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of funny. They were chanting Optic Pred, but uh, our last team to talk about Ultra. We already said like we talked about them so much since early on. We had to talk about MVP and everything and this team winning, but um, just what can you say? You can't really say too much negative on them. They played very well this event. It's not like they had an easy road either. Technically, you might think they did because they never dropped to losers, but they beat Subliners, our major one champions. Boston, who was coming off a very good momentum win against mm-hmm. an optic team, FaZe, who are, you know, consistently usually our best team, and then a red hot optic team at their home major. Yeah. So they beat our, our previous two event winners, a hot Boston team with a new roster, and then a red hot optic at home. Like could ask for a much tougher teams for them to play, and they answered every challenge. They sure did. Hey, Hexia, uh, 
Whatever, whatever, whatever Hexie done to that team, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm a fan. Uh, obviously, it's easy to say now that they won an event. And you know, if you look at his stats, once again, this is why we always talk about eye tests. Stats-wise, you know, Hixie, what did he have this event? He he pulled a little like classic like theory from World War II, although it was a lot better stats-wise than theory. But 0.9 overall, 0.93 in hardpoint, 0.83 in S&D, 0.87 in control. But it's just everything he's doing on the map. There's a reason that Kleenex looks so good and made your team the tournament. Mm-hmm. I do believe that has a lot to do with Hixie just allowing him to be so much more free on the map. Yeah, definitely. A young band. Um, actually, I think I might have just looked at the wrong stats also, by the way, for Hixie. I think I might have had all selected and not just major three. Hold up. Did I look at the wrong stats? I might have just lied to you on Hixie stats. He he was he wasn't doing that bad though at all. He's he's no. he's it's not like he was just getting destroyed. Yeah, I did lie to you. I lied. He had a 0.96, much better than a 0.9. Um, 0.97 in hard point, a 1.0 in search, and a 0.94 in control. So, like, um, doing all the dirty work, but also, like, you know, not getting, like, it's not like he was dropping a 0.7 getting turned on while mm-hmm. doing objective work. Like, yeah, he was doing his thing, allowing uh, the map to open up. And he wasn't just, like, doing dirty work. He was having some moments where he was piecing. Oh, yeah, definitely. But I'd say... Shout out to um to that boy Hixie, because even if you don't think he's the best player, you can't deny the fact that he just, you know, joined this team that was struggling a little bit, and then their first land tournament with him, he uh just so happened to win it. Yeah. Comfortably he made up cleanest comfortable and uh, and scrap more comfortable. I mean, yeah, and the dude also averaged 80 seconds basically of hill time per map. That's a minute twenty in the hill. That is a lot. Um yeah. Very low first blood percentage, which is a little bit weird. But like the thing that Scump said that I was actually 100% thinking as well on the watch party when, you know, we were watching that was like, this dude is just playing his life so well. Mm-hmm. Like in so many situations where like you'd see a lot of people maybe, you know, throw their life away, like throw their life away and just like make a boneheaded play. It was like he knew when not to challenge and he was like, you know, I'm just going to sit out here. I'm going to make the correct play and yeah. got it done. I mean, Players that were above him in hill time, um, on average per map this weekend: Octane, Accuracy, uh, Joe Deceives, Simp, TJ, Paul, Ghosty, and then Hixie. Um, it's like a lot of uh, players that you'd think of dirty work type players: TJ, Paul, Ghosty, um, Accuracy, mm-hmm. guys like that. Octane, you know, turret in the hill. Guys, you'd yeah. think that would potentially be ahead of him, but you know, overall. Very, very, very good weekend from the boys. Um, and Hixie specifically impressed me with, you know, his composure and everything. Insight also had some big time maps and big time moments, but the, we we've come to expect that. It's he's a clutch player. Yeah. Yep. I also I also liked how Toronto went there. They're just kind of struggling in the qualifiers and they pulled the plug in Standy real quick and not, not let it spiral downward. I mean, yeah, it was a bold play. Everybody was like, What? Like he's a he's a good player. Your team has been like top four, top six every event. Like, what are you doing? And Clearly, they knew something we didn't, and that's why we always say when roster changes are made, we're like, I think we even said it about the Standy one. We're like, it's very puzzling because Standy's a very good player, mm-hmm. and they played pretty well. But we always like put a disclaimer on everything we say is like, from the outside, Standy probably looks like I would think talent wise, he's a better player than Hixie. But we're not in that camp, and clearly, something they see makes them want to make this change. So even if I don't think it's the best roster move, I always put that asterisk on it where I'm like. But I'm not in the camp, so something might be wrong that's causing yeah. them to like believe they can't play as well. And even if Hixie is a technical worse player than Standy, if he fits the team better and is going to make the chemistry better, 
he's in general going to be actually a better player for that team. And we never know because we're not in that camp. So you always give him the benefit of the doubt. Sometimes it's going to end up being a terrible move. And, you know, if Toronto would have got top 12, we would have said, wow, that move really sucked. But Mm -hmm. they didn't. They got first and they played incredible. There wasn't a weak link. And um, they're not maybe like an LAG team last year that I was like, I don't think they can keep this up. Um, I definitely could see a world where Toronto can keep this up and be a consistent top three team from here on out. Not 100% sure they'll do it, but I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility to say Toronto could be a top team for the rest of the year. Yeah. That's, that's, I agree. Just Stan is also not a bad player by any means. Just it didn't 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 mesh. It seemed like from what we hear too is uh maybe a chemistry issue even out of game, potentially just didn't get along. But yeah, I would I would hundred percent agree. Standy still a very good player uh, in the right situation could be very good. Mm-hmm. So something should get him if he's if he's gonna sit the bench the rest of the year for the yeah, Toronto. If Toronto's willing to you know part ways yeah. with him. That's a tough thing. Yep. Yeah. I would have right. said it maybe LEG, but they only have no one left. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> they also just are, yeah. They had no money to sign anybody because they took all their money out of it. Yep. Um, you got anything else though before we wrap it up? Um No, not really. Just hopefully another banger major next time. Yeah, major hopefully four. we got a couple more left. Um all right. Yeah, that's going to do it for this one. I hope you guys enjoyed watching the Major. I really had a fun time. It was a very good Major. Lots of good storylines. The Optic run was fun to watch. Um, seeing a, a new team win was also fun, but that was it was a fun time. I'm looking forward to getting back to qualifiers. We'll have to see, have to brainstorm what we want to do for next week because we uh, don't have predictions to do as uh, next week there aren't any matches uh, that weekend, this weekend or next weekend. So got like a little break here as we always do after. So we'll, we'll brainstorm what we want to do. We'll talk about that, figure it out. Um, bring you guys some some kind of new content next week as we await the next major but if you guys enjoyed this one on uh, youtube be sure to leave a like comment and uh, most importantly subscribe so close to that goal of 1000 so if you're listening to this watching this and you enjoy it a sub would mean a lot our main goal right now is to hit that 1k mark before the end of the season so we'd appreciate that drop a comment down below your thoughts on the major how did your bracket look was it uh chalked or do you overall have a pretty good bracket don't lie to me and tell me you had a perfect bracket i know you didn't um, if you're on the audio platforms, drop a follow, drop a five-star review on there. We've been seeing a crazy amount of increased support on there, so we appreciate that. Thank you guys so much for watching, and we will see you in the next one.